You're listening to the Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 287. Welcome to another episode of the Savvy Painter Podcast. I am your host, Antrice Wood. One of the reasons I create this podcast is because I truly believe that artists and the work that we create matters. Your art matters. It matters that you make it and it matters that you share it. Because artists see the world differently. We find moments of awe and wonder and beauty in places and ideas that most people don't even notice. We remind them of things they knew as a kid, but just stopped seeing as adults. We bring color and life and vitality into what can easily become a dull, dull world. In your own way, big or small, you are reminding people to slow down and savor this human experience that we all share. It may seem like a small gesture sometimes because it's just what you do and who you are. It's not a big deal. That's what we usually think, but it is. If your art is oxygen for your soul, when you share it with other people, you give them a breath of fresh air. I think we're kind of like the trees in the world where we, without us, there wouldn't be enough oxygen. Don't underestimate that. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Today's episode was recorded live on Mindset Monday, and you could be there live on Mondays in the Private Savvy Painter community. If you haven't already, you can find the link to join on SavvyPainter.com. Mindset Monday is also streamed live on Facebook and YouTube Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Savvy Painter pages of those channels. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. So today I want to talk about your relationship with your art. I've been thinking about this a lot. And you all know I'm doing this project of 100, or most of you, I think, probably know I'm doing this project of 100 self-portraits. And so my personal goal is to have 100 self-portraits finished by October 23rd. So I have just been having so much fun with that and playing so much with it. And one of the things that I've really, really been enjoying about this project is how different it is for me from projects that I've done in the past. And I was thinking a lot about the reason it is so different and it's so drastically different for me. And that is because I have just completely redefined my relationship with my art. So I wanted to talk about that with you today because I think that our relationship with our art is so important. And for many of us, it is among the top relationships in our life, meaning that it is something that we have pursued and dedicated so much time and resources to for decades and decades and decades, either by actively creating art, thinking about art, wanting to create art, all of that, it has been on our minds, most of us for most of our life, even if we weren't able to create it for some periods of time. So this idea of the relationship that we have with our art has been a very, very powerful concept for me. So I wanted to share it with you so that you can create your art with confidence and you can bring these ideas into your work and you can use them as I present them to you, or you can tweak them and mold them and make them into your own. So here's the thing that has been super helpful for me and has just completely changed everything for me. And that is thinking of my 
thinking about the fact that I am in a relationship with my art. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. We don't realize what that actually means. We just kind of take our art for granted. And it's just this thing that exists. And then we are responding to it. So today I'm going to share a couple of things with you that have made an enormous impact on how I create my art and has allowed me to be more free and more at ease when creating my work. It has allowed me to feel just like 100% confident showing my work, no matter what the response is, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. (laughs) It has just completely made an enormous impact. And all of that, like that sort of freedom and that confidence that this idea has brought for me has resulted in taking bigger risks within individual pieces and allowing all of that to happen comfortably and in my own timeframe. So you are in a relationship with your art. And the powerful thing about this relationship is that you get to decide what that relationship is. You are in 100% control of this relationship that you have with your art, which means you get to decide if your relationship with your art is a fun and exciting relationship, if it is a serene and more contemplative, more thoughtful relationship, if it's an on-again, off-again relationship that you have, if it's a more tumultuous, drama-filled relationship, you literally get to create whatever relationship you want to create with your art. Think about that for a second and think about what your relationship with your art is today and what you would like it to be. Every single day, you're creating your own relationship with your art. And some of you may not realize this, but you are creating it every single day with your thoughts and the way that you think about it. All relationships are, are thoughts that you have in your head. Okay. So I know a lot of you don't think about your art this way. This might be a new concept. So just imagine for a second what this relationship would be like, what you would create if you chose to love your art unconditionally with all of the amazing things that your art brings for you and all of its challenges, and all of the flaws that you see in it, what if you just chose to love it with and because of all of that? Think about that for a second, (laughs) okay? Most likely, if you chose to love your art unconditionally, you would have more freedom to explore because your love for your art wouldn't be dependent on being good or being a masterpiece, or being liked by anyone else. You would just have more freedom to explore because none of that would be a part of your thinking while you're creating your art. You would also probably take more risks, which means that you would have more failed pieces, but your rate of learning and growing your skills would increase exponentially. You would discover new ways of thinking and communicating through your art, which means that your artistic voice would get stronger and stronger and stronger, and you would be more intimate and connected to your own voice. You would really know what it is. You would really be able to hear it. You might also discover what is possible for you 
instead of what's not possible for you. Like if you loved your art unconditionally, if you were committed to that, you would be looking at all of the ways that that it works for you, all of the ways that it delights you, all of the ways that it creates joy for you, all of the ways that it makes you think, all of the ways that it makes you see the world differently, all of the things that you notice in your life because of this relationship that you have with your art. And one of the most powerful things I think is that you would get from loving your art unconditionally is if you think about it, if you love your art unconditionally, that means also that you likely would always have your own back. Okay. You would never use your art against yourself. You would use it for yourself. Just imagine if all of that is just how it is. It's just how you roll. It's so powerful, right? Just like, think about that. If those things that I just mentioned that you're very intimate with your own personal voice, you are willing to take so many risks in your work. You are willing to fail hundreds and hundreds of times because you know that those failures just bring you faster, more powerful results. Like all of that is part of what you love about your work and part of what you fully embrace and what you've decided that you're going to love unconditionally. Not just if the painting turns out well, not just if you reach your goal, not just if you get into that gallery, not just if you get validation. No matter what, you always love it and how that allows you to just have your back all the time, have your own back and the power that that brings you. So think of how focused you would be in your studio if all of that were true. Think of how free you would feel just to play and create and not be thinking about all of these other things that we typically bring into the studio with us. Think of how easy it would be to show your work and to talk about it, knowing all of that is true, that you love your art unconditionally and all of those reasons and all of those things about it that you bring with you. You would be able to just do your own thing, knowing that you've got this. Like there's no way that you are going to throw yourself under the bus. There's no way that a single painting is going to make or break you. And you are able to just have fun with it because you 100% have your own back. And it's so freaking like, just think about how powerful that is. I've been having so many conversations with artists, you know, like on social media, in growth studio, like in and around where I live. And it's just so crazy to think about like how powerful those ideas are when you're in your studio and when you're creating and when you're showing your work and when you're thinking about putting it in front of a gallery or putting it you know, in front of whoever it is that you want to get your work in front of. I mean, it sounds so amazing, right? Like That's just a no-brainer, it seems like. So then the question becomes, why wouldn't we just do it? If it's that easy and we can just decide to love our work unconditionally, why don't we just decide to love our art unconditionally? What's in the way? Think about it. Like, Why haven't you done it already? If you haven't decided that already and really fully committed to loving your art unconditional, even if you don't get what you want, even if like all these things, right? For me, I think when I look back and I think about it, like, If I look back at projects I did a few years ago or 10 years ago, a few years ago, 
I think the first reason is because a lot of us don't even know that that's possible. It's not how you've been taught to think about your art. You've been straight up taught or subtly conditioned to believe that you're not good enough yet, that you're not deserving of too much praise. Like maybe like you can say nice things about this part of the painting, but overall there's all these problems with it. So don't get too big for your britches. Don't get ahead of yourself. So there's this subtle teaching that we have or this subtle conditioning that we have that too much praise means that your work is perfect, that you are beyond, you know, that you're a master and that every, that the very idea that you can just decide to love your own work usually seems really out of reach and maybe even delusional for a lot of people. So some of the mistakes that you make or that a lot of us make when you think about loving your art unconditionally are making unconditional love for your art mean that the art is perfect. And then there's all this cognitive dissonance that goes with that because you for sure, like for sure, I know my art's not perfect. And I think most artists are very good at talking about and showing what is not perfect or what has not reached the mark with the artwork. So there's this sort of like, if you believe that unconditional love for your art means that the art has to be perfect, you're going to have this cognitive dissonance. There's, it's just not going to be this idea of unconditionally loving your art is just not going to be available to you because you're too distracted by all of the imperfections, all of the things that you see, all of the ways that you're not where you want to be yet. So oftentimes that's the mistake is that you have no idea that you can just decide to love your work even when it hasn't reached your own ambition yet. And finally, you think that a lot of artists think that they don't deserve to love their art unconditionally. You think that unconditional love is for your artwork is something that you earn. And think about that. It's kind of funny. Like when I was playing with this idea and when I was playing with what to talk about, and I was like thinking back on conversations that I've had with a lot of the artists that are in growth studio, this idea that that you have to have achieved something before you are willing to say, I love my work. Like even that, it's so funny how hard it is. Like, I think it's, it is funny, like how hard it is for us to say like that I love my work. Like I really do love my work. It is so hard for us to say because we think that it has to have achieved a certain level. We think that if we say, I love my work, it means that it's better than somebody else's. It means that there's no more room for improvement. It means like the work is perfect. It means all these, we make it mean all of these things. But if you think about what unconditional love is, you don't earn it. It's unconditional. That is so powerful. Unconditional, just like unconditional love is something that you have to earn. It's so funny to think about that. It's not. Unconditional love for your art is a decision that you make. You can decide to love your art unconditionally. How many people, like whose head just blew up? with that one, that it's just simply a decision that you make. It's kind of crazy, but it's true. So I want to offer you a few thoughts to play with this week. For some of you, just that one thought might be enough for you for this whole week. You might just be full. You might be like, okay, that is enough. I'm just going to play with that one. Hang on a second. 
my head just blew up. I'm just going to sit with that one. And if that's you, that's totally fine. Just take that idea that you can, that unconditional love for your art is a decision that you can make. But if your head didn't just blow up or if you're open to it, I'm going to give you a few more thoughts to marinate in, just to play with, just to kind of like wrap your head around and think about this week. Loving your art unconditional means loving it with its imperfections. It means loving it even though you know that you are going to continue to grow as an artist for basically as long as you are able to pick up a paintbrush or make a mark on any surface, you are going to continue to grow and to evolve. So wherever you are right now, you still have so much growth ahead of you. So can you love... Can you just decide to love your art right now where it is, knowing that there's all this growth ahead of you? Loving your art unconditionally means loving it with all the imperfections. It means loving it even though you know you have all of that room to grow. It requires you to be present where you are right now and love this part of your journey that you are in at this moment. Instead of withholding that love until you reach the destination, until you reach your ambition, until you reach that skill level. Like, think about what that means if you withhold your love for your art and you don't allow yourself to love the place where you are right now in your art. Like, here's what comes up for me when I think there's two things that come up for me when I think about that. One of them is this (laughs) it makes me laugh too. Like, think about it. You would never look at a baby or tell a baby like, hey, kid, you're really cute and all of that. But until you prove to me that you deserve my love and until you have grown up to be a person that I think is satisfactory, that is worthy of my love, until you do that, I'm just not going to love you. I need the proof first, kid. Like you're really cute and all the gaga, ooh, ooh, yeah, that's really, really sweet, but show me the money. And then we're going to talk about whether or not I'm going to love you. Like, it is so insane. Imagine, like, imagine how a child that was treated that way would turn out and how much therapy they would need. It's kind of like, it's really like when I really think about it, it totally grosses me out versus a child whose parents just decided that that kid from the second it comes into this world and even before is a hundred percent worthy of their love and that that kid is loved unconditionally. Love your art in all of its stages. And I promise you that it will grow so much faster that way. Loving your art unconditionally means accepting where you are and not making where you are right now a problem. It's loving the place where you are for everything that it has. To me, it's like the other thing that I was thinking about was when you go for a hike, when you go to when you're going to go hike a peak or something, you, you know, or even go like if you, let's just say you want to go to a lookout point, you are, you go on this hike or you're climbing this mountain and you know, you want to get to that peak, you know, you want to go to that place. But the point of you going on this journey in the first place is to have the challenge of making that journey is to have that challenge of taking the hike or taking the walk or whatever it is. It's all the little things that you notice along the way, all the ways that the light hits the branches, all the little squirrels that are running across your path, all the birds that you see, all the little animals, the fresh air, everything about it, all the plants, 
being out in nature, all of that. If you're with somebody, it's about the conversation that you have along the journey. And then you get to the peak or you get to the lookout point. Normally, you don't spend that much time there because it was all about the journey to get there. And the destination was kind of just an excuse to have the journey. So when you think about, if you think about your art that way, then it opens you up to loving the place where you are right now and kind of just taking a pause and looking around and saying, yes, this is what I chose. This is what I want. This is what I choose to do every single day. This is the thing that I think about constantly. So I'm not going to withhold my love for it until it like reaches some mythical place that I don't even know what it is. When you make loving your art unconditionally mean that loving it means that it has to earn your love or that it has to be perfect, you block yourself from allowing it. You block yourself from all of this beautiful creation that is available to you, this beautiful experiences that's available to you, because you just refuse to allow it because you're not at the destination yet. But you can't be. And, you know, like realistically, we will never be there. That's kind of a weird thing to think about, but we are always like all of us, every artist that I talk about, talk to and talk about and talk with all of that. We're always, we're lifelong learners and we're never going to be satisfied with our skill level. And by that, I mean, it just means like, like you can think of it as we're never going to be satisfied with it. Or I like to think about it as I get to see how far I can push this. I get to see how far I push my own skill level, how I push my own communication, how I push my own visions. Like I get to see how I'm going to evolve and how I'm going to create this work. And that is is something that is infinite and super exciting. And the more that I can allow myself to be present right here, right now, and love this part of it where I am in this journey the faster I can go. And it's not just about speed, but it's about like, you do progress much, much faster, but you get to that place that I talked about in the beginning where you are allowing yourself to have this more freedom to explore because your love for your art is allowing you to have that. You're giving yourself permission to play, to risk, to fall flat on your face and not make it mean anything at all. You just like, oh, Well, that was really interesting. Like when I made that mark down the page, I didn't expect it to expand like that. But now that it has, how do I want to respond to it? What am I going to do with it? So that's what I wanted to offer you this week to think about is like all the different, you know, think about the fact that unconditional love for your work is available to you. Unconditional love for your art is a decision that you get to make. And it also allows you to expand your vision, to expand the risks that you're going to take and to grow and evolve and to keep closing that gap between what your ambitions are, what your vision is, all of that. You close it so much faster when you do it from a place of love versus doing it from a place of the work's not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to reach it. Like all that drama, it just evaporates. And all of that energy that you were using inside of that kind of like whirlpool of drama now gets 
focused entirely on your arts. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, you stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Savvy Painter podcast. Until next week, this is Antrice Wood. Thank you so much for listening.